Welcome back to another, yet another episode of Sentinel Sideline 365. I am KB. Once again, the old man is not here, but we will have a special tidbit from the old man. So stay tuned for that, because uh, that is always interesting to hear what he has to say. So we're back today because breaking news for Friday was Micah Pittman has entered the portal. We talked about it last night. We talked about it on Thursday. Uh, there's going to be a flurry of guys that enter the portal from Florida State's roster as, uh, as you, the rosters tr- uh, start to trim. Uh, the deadline's coming up for everyone, but grad transfers on Sunday night, rolling into Monday at the end of the month, uh, when you can't enter the portal anymore, right? And this is the last time, you know, contributors or guys that are looking for playing time are, are going to be able to enter and, and get a good spot, right? And, and we know there's a few schools that have scholarships open. Now Florida State is starting to have scholarships open. We'll talk about that a little bit. But I think it was a bit of a surprise uh, for most people that Micah entered his name. The reason it was more of a surprise was because of his injury. And we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. What was the impact of his injury on this team? And that impact is, like we said, it wasn't production. It wasn't going to be in the numbers, right? This is a guy who only had 330 yards on the season. So it wasn't like you're going to say, oh, gosh, Micah got hurt. We won't be able to survive that that blow to statistically to Florida State. No, no, Florida State can survive that. Um, it is that, and you pull up his numbers here. It's the intangibles, the other things you don't see on the stat sheet necessarily. His pass blocking, his run blocking, um, or sorry, his, his run blocking specifically on the edge. Great blocker in space, right? He can lock it. He's strong. He's built like an ox. The guy it, it can block lock down a, a defender on the edge. Great at doing that. But the security he brought to the punt return game, which is, I think, a major reason why we brought him in, is what you're going to miss about him. I don't think he dropped the ball last year. There were some times you, you could have said uh, he could have stepped up a little bit and caught the ball. But with him back there, you did not have to worry about fumbles or bobbles or making mistakes back there. And that's something that's been tough for Florida State since the Jimbo Fisher era, right? We haven't had a guy – there's always been that concern about a guy misreading a ball. Is he going to bobble at this time? We know field position ha- has cost his team uh, you know, over the years. And Micah brought some consistency back there. So it was all those little things. And he wasn't a guy that was running back punt returns, you know, for touchdowns. He had 164 yards on the season uh, in the punt return game, like you can see there. Decent average of 10 yards per per punt return. Good good average. But it wasn't like he was running things back for touchdowns. Once again, he's not a game breaker like that. But it's the consistency, the security of what that guy gave you. And that's where we said we may miss him with the injury. But now he enters his name into the portal which tells me, A, is he is he trending back faster from his injury and he thinks he's going to be able to play this year? Or B, he sees what's in front of him. He sees what's being recruited. Uh, you know, Jacobs, Hakeem Williams. He sees what's coming in next year. You know, Camden Fry. You know, you got four stud receivers coming into the next recruiting class, right? Uh, three to four stud receivers coming into the next recruiting class. Plus the guys that are in front of them. You know, you got, uh, you know, you got Darian Williamson. Uh, you got Tron. You got a lot of you got a lot of depth on this team, especially at the wide receiver position. And I think just kind of the writing was on the wall, right? No, you see at this room, like we said, Tron, Johnny, Darian. You could throw Deuce in if you want to, even though Deuce I don't think has done anything to my in my opinion yet. But you ha- and then you have Winston Wright and Jakai in the slot position. And Winston Wright is the guy once again coming off injury, but he has proven production. That guy at West Virginia produced, and he still has more proven production than Micah, Micah Pittman had coming from Oregon, right? So 
in that regard, I don't think you're losing anything because the production that Winston Wright, if he comes back from this injury, and Micah would be coming back from an injury too, is it, it, it kind of washes itself out. So I'm excited to see. It, it may be a positive sign that Winston Wright is, is accelerated and that he's ready to go, right? It's also going to give a guy like Ja'Kai Douglas, who we've seen what he can do. We've seen those flashes of what he can do in open space. And he's got good hands. It's going to give him a shot to compete. At, at, and I think that will negate whether or not he jumps into the portal. So I'm excited that it will give guys like Jakai an opportunity to get more reps in that role. The only thing is, is what do we do with the kicking game? How do we replace that? And is there going to be a drop down in terms of blocking on the edge? But I think this is a good move for Micah. I think he'll probably be out most of the season anyway with that injury. Um, maybe he goes, I've heard rumors, maybe he goes to a, a program like Utah, goes back out West. Um, I know he, I, you know, I don't think he's a next level guy in the NFL. I think he's going to do stuff outside of football. He's a smart kid. He's a good guy. I think he was a leader in the locker room. Uh, and with that, I, I did have some notes from the the old man here that I wanted to bring up on the screen. So let me let me get his thoughts. I He's a Portugal, as we know. But these are some of the notes that he sent over uh, on this uh, on this uh, breaking news today, as he saw it. Because he, he, he caught it before I did, right? I, I'm working, and he's in Portugal looking up Florida State news. So um, – and if you don't know, old man is the oldest living Florida State fan, allegedly. So we'll see. As he says, he agrees with me. Solid contributor for one season. Primary factor is the punt return stability during last season, and that's a big deal. So me and him both agree on that. Punt return is, the, is probably the biggest deal you're losing with him. Um, Knowles must sign an effective returner to compete for an ACC championship. This is something that old man harks on a lot, punt return, kick returns. And I do think maybe Florida State, with those five available scholarships that they have now, do they look for somebody that can replace Micah specifically for that role? Why does he feel the need to leave? Wants more reps as a slot receiver? What's the right of concern? So the old man brings up a point I just brought up. Did he see competition in the room that coming off an injury that he couldn't compete with? Did he see a healthier Winston Wright? So that, that's a positive side for us, that Winston Wright may be a lot further back from that injury, ready to go week one and not have to ease back into things or Ja'Kai Douglas. So I think, once again, he may have seen the room and said, I, I – you know, I got to go because this injury is going to halt me, my progress in, in the remaining year I have left. And and overall, Pittman will be missed. So I think the old man and I actually agree with a lot of these things. Uh, he will be missed. He's a good guy. He's a leader. Definitely not a, a cultural, uh, not a bad culture fit at all. Um, but I think, once again, this is an opportunity for him to go somewhere else and, and potentially find a better fit for himself. But he will be missed. Uh, just not statistically like, it, it, like a Johnny Wilson would be if he were to leave. So let me take the old man down now. Um, so we talked about Micah. Not a huge, huge miss there. I think he'll be replaceable with what we have, and that's probably why he's leading. The other thing I want to discuss is, uh, before we get into Jamie Robinson, is the scholarship count. So as I, I think uh, Kurt Weiler, uh, probably mispronouncing name, he talked about how scholarship count is now at 80. You know, you had Bishop Thomas enter the portal today, younger guy, Still developing. Not that you don't know what you had in him, right? You still know what you have in him, but he's buried on the depth chart at on the defensive line position. Not surprised to see him go. Uh, we wish him good luck. But now you're in the position where you have five available scholarships to give. How does Florida State? How do they plan to move these? Right? Do they award some to to walk on? So what, you know, do they make some targeted moves now? What big? Do you think they have a big splash available? whether it's for a grad transfer that can still has an open window or one of these undergraduate guys that's entered. One of the guys that just popped up in the last couple of hours 
And if they want to go, I don't know if they would go for a skill position player like receiver, but the guy that just entered uh, that I'll bring up here is the guy from UTSA. Um, this is a, uh, a big play receiver. Let me pull him up here. Uh, so this just popped up on, uh, on Twitter. So uh, Zachariah, I'm going to pronounce his name, Zachariah Franklin, uh, UTSA, all CSU, uh, all conference USA, 1100 yards last year, 15 touchdowns, big play, big play guy. Once again, this is a guy coming from a lower level, but has proven production, proven production, proven numbers, six, one, I think one eighty five. So he, he may be able to play. I, I I'm not quite sure. I honestly, I haven't seen his tape, but he's going to have a lot of it. He's got over 1100 yards uh, last year, blown up in his numbers here. I'm looking at his game blog. Uh, so you can see this here. I mean, he played against some big teams, right? He played against Texas. He had over, I think, 100 yards against Texas last year. Um, if I'm looking at yeah, Texas, uh, 84 yards and a touchdown. Houston, over 100 yards, 10 receptions. Rank, another ranked team, triple overtime, though. Uh, Troy, first game of the season, touchdown, 37 yards. 144 gets UNT. So once again, a little bit of lower competition level. But this guy, const- you know, 10 yard, you know, ten catches, 10 catches, 7, 6. This was a primary receiver for that team, and a lot of teams still couldn't lock him down. Is this a guy that Florida State could sell on saying, hey, we're going to be competing for a national championship? So this is the difference, right? Dion can go after Florida State's players, their third or fourth string guys, and say, hey, we're rebuilding, but we can offer you a starting spot. Now, for a guy like Franklin at UTSA, they can say to him, hey, you want to take a step up and play in the ACC, play in primetime, and compete for a national championship? And beyond and get get national recognition at the, the biggest level, they can sell a guy like that, right? This guy doesn't need more playing time necessarily, right? He's had, you know, he's shown what he can do numbers wise at, at at Conference USA, but he needs to be on a bigger stage in big games, competing at the highest level, and that's something Florida State can sell. That's something Dion can't sell right now, right? Colorado's probably going to be a five to six win team this year. Let's just be honest, right? It's a total rebuild. That's where programs like Florida State, Clemson, Alabama, those schools are with their limited scholarships can sell the opportunity to compete at the highest level right now. So, do you think Florida State makes a takes a shot at this kid? Uh, I don't know. Like, would it shake up the locker room? You know, it would be nice to have. You know, it could cause it could cause some uneasiness, right? Because we expect that this is going to be Johnny Wilson and Tron and Darren Williams's year, right? Tron's going to break out this year. He's going to go alongside Johnny Wilson. You'll have Winston Wright or, or, or you know, Ja'Kai in the slot. You'll ha- you have you kind of know who's going to be in those positions right now. Do you throw a guy like in here who has proven production and just put it over the top and risk and risk messing up the culture right now? Is it worth it to you? This is where you're taking a gamble as a coach, right? You're, you could take an all star like this and insert him in and potentially have like the dream team, uh, you know, for a receiving group. But it could, you know, it could rub a couple of those younger guys the wrong wrong way that have been trying, who have you know been recruited in, like Tron and Darian Williamson, who have been stuck around to compete for that spot, and now you're still out recruit over recruiting them with transfers. So we'll wait and see. Let me go in the comments. Do you think this is a guy that Florida State should go over? Uh, but I do think that Florida State will look to go after at least maybe one on the defensive backside, uh, you know, to try to replace who they're losing uh, there. Maybe a rotational linebacker, and maybe a younger, like a younger guy, a younger defensive lineman. Maybe a guy that, once again, 
who's looking uh, uh, maybe a, a, a mid-major kind of defensive lineman who's in the portal that's looking just to get in a bigger program and, and wants to be developed. Maybe someone like that for depth purposes. I don't think they're looking for starters, once again, which is why I think this pickup would be weird for Florida State. They don't need really starters. Outside maybe, maybe a backup for the defensive back position, but they don't need starters, right? And so the guys they're going to look for are the guys at the mid-major level, non-power five schools, that want to step up and compete for something bigger, right? Not playing time. They want to compete at a big-time program on national television and be able to showcase it when they can, right? So it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting what they do. So let me know in the comments what you think there. Now, the last thing is I'm going to discuss Jamie Robinson. As we know, the draft's going on. I'm not really interested in the draft. Not a lot of Florida State guys available this year. Um, I don't care. You know, we saw Anthony Richardson go number four, which I know Florida State fans were going crazy about because, you know, the guy was inconsistent last year, had 14 straight incompletions against Florida State at the end of the year, and, and now he's the number four pick. I don't wish any ill against the guy. I don't think he's going to be immediately a successful player just because I don't see him. Some people compare him to Cam Newton, and I'm like, Cam Newton was able to carry his team to a national championship. Literally, that Auburn team, I don't think, had more than maybe one NFL player on it. One, maybe one, right? And Cam Newton single-handedly bulldozed them to a national championship. Whereas Anthony Richardson and, and the Florida, Florida staff, they couldn't eke out, you know, six, more than six wins, right? So um, I, I don't know. I think he's a, a, an athletic freak. He can make some big-time plays, but I think it's going to take some time for him. So number four is a high-value pick for a guy like that, in my opinion. But we'll see. I'm not an NFL expert. Uh, Jamie Robinson, steals on the board. People project him as a number three, third-round pick. Could he go number two, uh, in the second round? I don't know. I think the thing against him right now is that he's more of a run support specialist. Um, but I, you know, what I'm reading is that they don't like him at the, you know, he can't maybe play with the bigger receivers when they go deep. He's not a high, he can't really high point against those big time uh, receivers like that. The guys that are six three, six four, um, and, and he's better in the right scheme. You have to find the right scheme for him, right? And you have to let him play within that, right? Run support. And, so there are some negatives against him, right? He's not the athletic freak back there, but he does his job really well when you find him in the right scheme like Florida State did, right? The guy is a finisher. The guy doesn't avoid contact. The guy knows how to play his role when you put him in there. Um, like I said, some of his measurement numbers weren't the best, but like I said, you have to find the right team for him. So I think, in you know, I'm not going to project where he's going, what pick, whatever, what team, because I, once again, I don't know these things. I don't care about these things. But I think the team that picks him, whether it's a third, fourth, fifth, or sixth round, is going to get a great player. And I hope a team picks him knowing that they need to fit him in the right way. They don't try to force a square into a, a, a circle, right? Just like Florida State did, they found a way to utilize Jamie's abilities when he transferred in. They developed him, and they found a way to get the most out of him. And look how what he did. All ACC player two, two years in a row led the team attack, you know, all these things. I think if, you, if the team finds him – and places him in the right scheme, he 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 could be an all pro, uh, you know, a pro bowler one day. Maybe not his first, second year, but he's got the, the intelligence and the will and the physicality to play to play the right way and play at a, a high NFL level. So may, it may be better for him to go in the fourth, fifth, or sixth round because that will mean that a team, the right team, is going to pick him versus someone who's taking a chance on him and trying to change him. So that's just my analysis there. But 
I think it's going to do it for tonight. I don't want to go too long because there may be more breaking news, whatever. But let me know in the chat below, what are your thoughts on Micah Pittman jumping in the portal? I think it's a good move for him. But do you think we go out in the portal and replace him with somebody? Another kick returner. Any names that you know about for kick returns? Do you think we go after this guy, Franklin, from UTSA, this big-time performer? Is it worth the the maybe the uh, shaking of the locker room with that? Um, and then where do you think Jamie Robinson goes? Any thoughts there? Because I am not the NFL expert, so let me know. Well, thank you. Thank you again, guys. Like, subscribe, share if you if you like what we're talking about. We'll see you soon. Have a good one.